It's the Slightly Crap Film Podcast with me, Howell Roberts, and him, Ed Southall. It's been a while, Hal. It's been a while. It's been ages, hasn't it? How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. I checked the last episode and it, we released it in the middle of February. <laughs> Did we? Chuffing out what you've been doing. It's you. You've been so busy we're with just, your day just, job. Yeah, we're just you? keeping people, you know, keeping them at arm's length. <laughs> no, sound, sounds to me like, no, you've been really busy. You've been securing the education educational futures of our of our children well by getting them some teachers look i think it's confession time though what so howl and i recorded uh uh, probably the funniest episode we've ever done (laughs) it was brilliant by i don't know what tenfold would you say what i really liked about that show which you're going to talk about in a minute is that you were really really witty I thought yeah. I'm very sharp. Uh, yeah. I could see you on Have I Got News for You. <laughs> it was a stark contrast to the normal formula. Yeah. Um, and we had all those, we, you know, we had a couple of guest stars on there. Oh, we, had, God, um, yeah. we had Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, Shirley MacLaine. She was so funny. Who knew she was so funny? Who knew that? Yeah, we had um, Marlon Boris Brando Car- on there. We had Mar- Marlon Brando, Boris yeah, He was quite quiet, but... Yeah, um, yeah. Well, he was in reserved, a box, I would say. He was reserved. <laughs> preserved. Steven was Spielberg. Preserved. I can't believe he actually came into the studio to do a recording with us. That was good. We didn't use his um, bit, though, did we? Well, this is the problem. We didn't use any of it in the end. No. Because on, confess. Confess, Ed. <laughs> confess. I, I changed the settings on my microphone to make it... I guess the, the phrase would be uber sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the whole the whole of my talking ended up just sounded like a walkie-talkie in Vietnam. <laughs> that I I, st- I think we should release it as some sort of Easter egg episode uh, <laughs> and a kind of warning to podcasters yeah. to make sure your mic settings are sorted. Check your damn equipment. So it's going to become the stuff of legend, you know. That time that we interviewed Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and Ed was actually quite funny. Um, yeah, very funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what. If if you know us personally, maybe we'll do like a little special screening, you know, of that we'll, particular we'll episode. I, I actually think we, that there is a there is some mileage. I think the listener now deserves to hear that episode, and yeah. it seems a shame. Uh, to let such great podcast gold go to waste. I mean, I know, mm. you know, creatively, you're, you're paralysed today. You know, you're not in a good place. Yeah, it's. it's I'm going to be back to normal, you know, just, yeah. just, just slightly grumpy, a little bit, you know, really, really sexy voice, oh, but no yes. substance to it, really. You know. that, that's um, that's me and you all over, really. I think you've just summed us up. Quite sexy voices, but no real substance. Yeah. yeah. That's, In fact, that's the, that's a good podcast line. review. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This this is, is the, the. Go on. Oh no, I'll do it. This is this, it. we can't even say it. This is the slightly <laughs> quite crap film podcast. Uh, where we talk about films that we love, but no one else seems to, um, particularly the critics. So yes. if it's got a Metacritic score of like ninety out of hundred, we're not bothered. We're not, you know. No, that's. There's other podcasts for that. The scale basically works the other way around for us. The closer to uh, yeah. zero, the better it the, probably is. The better. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk about a film today that's got a Metacritic score of fourteen. Fourteen, which I, is that which a I think is for us? yeah, which I think is a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> More of that later. What have you been up to then, mate? 
Oh, so many things. So many things. Um, I've been helping the education world, as you said. Uh, course is... Um, everyone's back on in schools again. They've just had a big term break. I've had the kids back, which has driven me slightly to distraction. But they're back in again. My own kids, that is. Not, not randomers from next door. Um, I've had to turn them away a few times now. Um you know, they, they keep turning up in the garden like feral foxes and I have to just say, look, they're not my children. They're not my children. <laughs> Send them away. Um, turns out one of them was my children. Um, ah. the, the test came back and now I've got to pay <laughs> a bit of money. But that's all right. You know. Chuffing Welcome to the family, out. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds amazing. So what... Um... <laughs> and, um... Yeah, yeah. All I can say is that... You what, sorry? I'm going to get in trouble, but what's new? No, you, well, you're often in trouble, mate, and uh, mm-hmm. especially with your lass. Yeah. Especially with your lass. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, what else have you been up to? Have you done any work? Have you done your uh, PhD, mate? Because that's that's what the listener wants to know. Well, Ed's 18-year yeah. oh, sure PhD. He started it when he was 22. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> it's It's... Gone on a little bit. I mean, I've just assumed it's a long thing that you, you're writing. Well, I've Is written like right? 400 words now, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's going well, then. <laughs> have, um, you done, have you done that thing where you've just started with an appendices? Yeah, no, I've done that thing where I've been staring at a Word document for, for years, it seems. Well, actual years. And then I've literally written, like, the word title and underlined it. And I feel like that's progress. No, genuinely, I've got. I'm I'm on a real time limit with it now. The the, the clock yeah. is ticking down, so I've got it. I've oh. got. <laughs> this will this will work out. I've got. <laughs> I've I've got to finish it in January, next yeah. year, but I yeah. do get the option of a twelve month write up. So I've actually got about twenty twenty ish months to do. How, how long is a PhD, Ed? I'm asking questions that I want the answers to, but I also know some of our listeners well. Uh, do they really? How many so, words is it? Well, it depends. So, so where I work, you've got to either have or be studying towards uh, a PhD or well, a doctorate. They say right. So, yeah. so that gives you two choices really. You've got the EdD and mm. the PhD, mm. and the EdD is less to write it's like 70,000 words ish um, or 60,000 something like that but it comes with like assignments in your first year which oh, kind of God. makes up for the missing words I suppose yeah. whereas a PhD is like 90 to 100,000 oh you can knock that out what you been up to what you been messing yeah, about well, I got with? the choice between the two and I just went oh, I'll just do the PhD why not if I get if I get the option I'll just do it and I've regretted it ever since Hi, my name is Stephen Siegel. You may remember me from that film with the train and the cake and the shooting. I really, really, really like this podcast. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Oh, man. I'll tell you what I've signed up for, and I can't remember if... It's not a PhD. It's one of those courses that gets advertised on Facebook, and it's a, a cri- crypto zoo course. So you, you study... <laughs> right, it costs me 29 quid. You study Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the right. Jersey Devil, and other associated monsters. <laughs> And um, all you do is you do a test at the end. I can't wait. I've not done it yet. I've not actually started it yet. I've not pressed Mm. go. But I've got it on my computer ready to go. And you get a certificate. And I'm going to tell you this for nothing. It's going on my official professional LinkedIn page. Nice. Are you going to frame it and put it next to your degree certificate? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I found my degree certificate. I, I thought I'd lost it for like no. Well, no. All you have years. to do is print it again. You print it again from that place in Thailand where you got it from. <laughs> so it's not quite twenty years. In twenty in two thousand seven or eight or something, I went uh, abroad. I can't yeah. remember what year it was. Around then, yeah. and um, 
I had to get my degree attested, and that means like a lawyer has to put mm-hmm. special stamps on a photocopy of it. Um, and then when I came back, I couldn't find my degree certificate anymore. So ever since I've been giving my attested photocopy to people, this is a really boring story. Anyway, I found it. I found it. <laughs> Where was it? Was it in a ago. book? Was it in a it book? It was in my record of achievement folder. <laughs> <laughs> no. Was it? It bloody was. Shit it out. Do you remember those record of achievement folders? <laughs> you didn't have to carry them around, did you? You were in class while I was flipping carrying 30 of them around for my form. <laughs> and my form, my last form, were pretty go-getting. So their records of achievement weighed a ton. Yeah. Apart from Levi's, his was pretty light, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have one of those things and I still have it. Um, wow. And apparently I was keeping my degree certificate in it. So I've got Do you it. know do you know when you got your current job, did yeah. you take your record of achievement with you to the interview? No. No. Well this is part of the problem here. I've extracted most of the documents into a a less embarrassing present presentation folder. Um Have you got a presentation folder? Well I've got that many qualifications, Hal. Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah. It's yeah. like an encyclopedia of qualification. I mean, you what do you, you you've can, got like a post-it note, haven't you? Well, you can get anything on the internet. <laughs> you just show them a JPEG on your phone. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that for qualifications. Look at that. The, the yeah, University no, got, got of St. Lucia. I went to the University of St. Lucia. <laughs> I've got a proper got myself a teaching folder degree. full of qualifications, including my 10-metre swimming certificate. You see, that's the stuff I love. I, I just I, I had to put a pair of trunks into because my mum used to sew the badges on my trunks. Not when I was wearing them, fortunately. Because, we, well, we, we, we learnt from our mistakes, shall we say. Yeah, but did so, you put them on sometimes? It's just like, I've just left the pins in, I haven't finished it yet. And you're like, I don't <laughs> Yeah, as I'm I bleeding. bled to death in the pool. Um, uh, the, yeah, it looked quite odd, my sort of record of achievement folder, because of my trunks that were inside, because yeah. they had my badges on. Yeah. And my cycling proficiency. Oh, that's uh, in mine as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just little achievements like that. My driving it? test. Well, both driving tests. The failed one, because I like to show yeah. them that I've only just failed. I'm not a significant failer. It, it, then, it shows them the that you've one. got a grow, growth mindset, Ed. Growth yeah, exactly, mindset. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. My key stage three tests. <laughs> <laughs> Spelling oh, tests from primary school. Spelling yeah, tests, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. Got all them, st- all that stuff in there. Got that Viking long ship I built when I was seven. You know, got that in there. You know, the one. It's a bit. It falls falls apart quite easily now. I've got that one from the corkscrew at Alton Towers. I survived the corkscrew. Oh yeah, yeah. With that photograph of you chucking up into it, waste bin. <laughs> Funnily enough, I don't get many jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You'd record of achievement. <laughs> record of achievement, mate. They, they did look nice, didn't they? With their, their, their sort of... What, what colour was it? It looked per, nice enough per, to keep. Deep red, wasn't it? It, it was, was a what, deep red. It was like a rusty red. Crimson. What, Crimson, what colour was it? Yeah. You know what? It, was, it wasn't purple, gold was it? Gold writing. Was gold writing, yeah. It looked yeah. like... You were at a private school and you whipped out one of them going, yes, and this is my uh, record of achievement. (laughs) And then my trunks fell out. Health and safety certificate from uh, the local pub. (laughs) Well, yeah. And now, well, when I've done my course, I'll let you know about my course, but when I've done it, I'll have my CryptoZoo course. You know, I'll have a certificate in there front and centre. Why is it called oh, a cryptozoo? That it's about cri- cri- crypto. It's about cryptozoology, isn't it? It's, that's what they call oh, the study thing? of those um, fantastical creatures. Oh, I was just thinking like cryptocurrency. I'm a bit. I'm a bit. No, no. Oh no, it's off. not that. I'm that's something. The, the that's something there. real and dark. What I'm talking about oh, is joyous and fun. Mm. Like like the films that we talk about on this podcast, Ed. Yeah. Oh yeah, bring it back to films. Good call. Good call. Good call. Good call. So yeah. what have you watched? What have you watched? Oh well, oh, what have I watched? I've, there's two things I want to talk to you about, film yeah. wise. Um, in fact, I could. Talk, I'll, I'll talk to you very briefly about what I watched last night because I'm I'm doing this okay. thing with my son where we watch a film each week, and 
uh, he he wanted to watch. Um, he's watched a couple of great ones like um, the Monty Python films. Yeah, um, and they've been great fun for him to watch, and he's he's. He's learnt the taglines and he's learnt all the lines that everybody yeah. seems to memorize. He seems to have memorized the main lines literally overnight. Um, but he also wants to watch all these MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe films. So the one that he hasn't seen, and for bloody good reason, was the first Captain America film. So we watched that last night. God almighty, what a bore that film is. Is it? <laughs> I, I remember liking that. The one what, with, the one with Red Skull. Yeah. No, oh, I really didn't like it. And did you know? <laughs> and it's got it. it oh, this brings me on to a wider topic. Actually, it's, it's the CGI in it is really uncomfortable to watch. Like because he's this oh. skinny guy with a massive muscle man. Yeah. Head for yeah. the first probably two thirds of the movie, really, or half of it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and some scenes it looks all right, and then other scenes it just looks really shonky. Um, right. And it reminded me of... Uh, I might have talked about this before. You know the film Alien 3? I mean, I know you know the film Alien yeah. 3. Yeah. Um, I love the director's cut of that film. I think it, it completely transformed the movie for the better. Um, which doesn't always happen. If you look at something like Leon, mm-hmm. director's cut of Leon is just a creepy paedophile film. Oh, no, that's, that's, a, that's terrible. That, <laughs> it's it? yeah. so bad. I remember watching it for the first time. I was like, oh, it's got like an extra 40 minutes of footage. It's going to be great. And then you're like, yeah. ew. Yeah, it's Ew. Bit, yeah. Ew. It's a bit yew so, tree. <laughs> it's just... Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, Alien 3, the director's got... I really liked it, but but it's always bugged me that it came out at that weird time where CGI was just kind of starting out. Um, and all the, f- the scenes where they've replaced the alien, which in the other two films was people in suits, and it looked great... Uh, they replaced in that movie with computer-generated alien, and for some of the scenes. So some of the scenes, it's a man in a suit and it looks great. Other scenes where it's running around, they use see like really early CGI, and I just keep thinking. I always think to myself, oh, wouldn't it be great if they could just go back, chop out that, and put up-to-date CGI in there? Mm-hmm. I mean, how expensive can it be? Right, probably very. Um, mm. I would love that, and and it reminded me of that because in Captain America, you're just like, oh, can you just change that CGI stuff? It's distracting. It's uncomfortable. And uh, right, I, I, I'm, I, I don't. I, I remember watching it, obviously, and I've I've watched. Mo- I think I've watched. I've probably watched all the Marvel. Surely we've I, I seen think all I of have. them. Everybody has now. Yeah, but I d- and I, I d- I'm not an expert though, and I, and I don't. I know the ones I like, and um, I've been told the ones that aren't very good. If you know what I mean. Mm. There's a Thor one that's supposed to be dreadful. Yeah, Thor Dark I, I, World I is generally considered a bit of a duff one. I can't um, even remember what it's about though. I'm they all sure seem to there's blend. a consensus on the first Captain America being a duff one. Oh right, okay. Is it, wrong? Uh, I don't know. But I like Ant Man, and then when I say that, everyone goes, "Really?" I'm sure you've done that to me. Well, I, I actually quite like. I really I enjoyed like Ant Man, yeah, and I enjoyed Ant Man and really the Wasp. I, I thought they were just great, but um, yeah. I'm no expert at all. So, did did your son like that? Like it though? Yeah, but he likes anything. <laughs> yeah, he's like me. <laughs> I'm like your son. He likes, hello, uh, daddy. He liked Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which I'll, I'll get onto later. But my God, <laughs> if you like that, you, you, you're fine. You don't need to read anything about film critics. Just just watch whatever the hell I, you want. I, It'll be good. I like, by I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, so you watch Captain America then. So is he choosing yeah. the films that you're watching? No, we kind of mix it up. So I'll choose some. Um, like the Monty Pythons and the Matrices, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he'll he'll tell me some of the films that he's always wanted to watch that I haven't let him watch. Um, Are you showing him the Seventh Seal next week? Bit of Igmar Bergman. <laughs> Are we going to watch Midsummer? <laughs> yeah, just get him right, son. I think you're ready for this now. Put your bear. Uh, I think you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, don't wa- don't let him watch Killer Mermaids. Is that a good one? Is not. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one for our podcast. It's absolutely mint for our podcast. It's built for our podcast. It, I seem to it have Gorilla tits in it. 
<laughs> no, surprisingly, no. For a film called Killer Mermaid. Now, what, I think what year he was promises that... Sorry? What year was it made in? Uh, very recently. I can't, I can't remember. Because yeah, I looked... Uh, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about this film. And I thought, oh, I'll have mm. a little look. And there seems to have been a couple of Killer Mermaid films. <laughs> <laughs> this there is the definitive Killer Mermaids film, and then but it's got different titles, and mm. it's uh, it's it's basically got one film. Shall I talk about it now? Very quickly. Well, does one of them end in a Z and one end in an S? Oh yeah, probably. No, it's got alternative <laughs> titles, which um, you've caught me out on because I've not done. I've not. Oh, sorry. No, just talk about the one you watched. Go on. Oh, but I, we think, do a I think or something. But I think one of the titles jingling. Oh yeah, get the jingle in. It's an early jingle though. We don't normally jingle this early. Oh, shall I tell you what I've been up to? I suppose. Uh, go on then. Yeah. Better, better be yeah, interesting. Well, I've been watching Killer Mermaids <laughs> again and again and again on repeat. No, I've, um, I've, wa- I've, I've watched a few more. <laughs> I've watched a few more films, but work started kicking in, mate, because of everything's opening up in it. So mm. I found myself actually teaching real kids this week in oh a room in a hall. You know, so that were great. Because I felt like right, I'm back in action. I actually had an haircut, had a had a shave, put a suit on, full deal. School got the best of me, you know what I mean. Wow. So I've done a done a bit of that, and I've I've. I'm, but what's been interesting is because you know I'm a freelancer. What mm. what's been interesting is the work. If you like, two years ago when we were recording this, the work was you know I got paid to turn up. Now yeah. the work is well, if you can't turn up. Can you pre-record some and we'll do, we'll do it that way? And that's been just like a really nice development. So um, there is hope for us uh, freelancers. Are you, are you <laughs> really careful when you do pre-recorded stuff? Because I've learned a lesson over the last twelve months. Of, I do get dressed. I yes, must, I do get dressed. Yeah, I must. I must get dressed. Yeah. Uh, I must also not mention any dates whatsoever in the recording. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I, like my uni, like there's a couple of courses that I'm involved in, and they'll go, "Oh, can you do that session again?" I'm like, "Oh, I pre-recorded it. I'll just check it." And like oh, the, yeah. the first two minutes are like, "And hello, July 2020." <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got the technology though to overdub that sort of stuff, haven't you? You know, yeah, you're so, standing so, there. Yeah, but I, I like doing it in a really bad way. So it's like, yeah. isn't the weather possibly quite nice today? <laughs> 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 oh no so I've well that's what's been happening with me I've been writing my book as well so when you were talking about getting your PhD written that's what I've been thinking about my botheredness book is coming on yeah. and the other thing it's interesting that what you say about mess, you know saying stuff you shouldn't when you're recording stuff I do this well we do it a little bit on this podcast don't we I know we've talked a lot about lockdown when we've been in lockdown but we're coming out now and you know I think basically what we've done is captured we're, we're, we're sort of the podcast equivalent of Samuel Pepys when he was writing about the Great Fire of London we've been and the plague we've we've been sort of keeping an account of our experiences in lockdown um, but yeah I'm, I have to be careful as well I've got this show on uh, Teacher Hug Radio and, and uh, on there I'm getting messages like do not mention the day do you know get these messages because I do a show on a Saturday morning and it's like do not mention it Saturday because they want to repeat them at other times so I've got to be like hello welcome to to a generic day (laughs) insert your own day here the sun is possibly shining oh the weather is distinctly average for this time of year (laughs) you know so it's quite it's quite have you seen the news this week I haven't. <laughs> no. Oh, the news, it's so depressing, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Kathy Bates, you may remember me from that film with the bed and the hammer and the ouchie ouchie. Anyways, this podcast is the dog's horrocks and I totally endorse it 100% super genuinely. <laughs> so that's been that's been my working well that's been I've been doing a lot of that but mainly the headline is my book's getting done I'm, I'm actually feeling quite buoyant about it because I know, I, to say I've been procrastinating is is, is not safe well, I was about to say I'm pretty sure you could go 
back to episode one and we're both like, what yeah. are you up to? And you're like, well, I've got this book I'm writing and I'm, yeah. like, well, I'm doing a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> Two years later, we're like, oh, I'm about to get started again after yeah. a small yeah. break. <laughs> you see, I, I'm sitting here really excited that I've started chapter five and that doesn't seem enough, does it? You don't want to read a five chapter book. You feel like you've been like, let down, don't you? I have been, <laughs> but it's oh, very God. funny. So I've been I've been watching some films which has been pretty cool. I've I've yeah. been watching Line of Duty. Oh, oh I'll tell you what hasn't? we watched. Who I know hasn't? everyone has, haven't they? I, I tell you what we watched, which and we watched a TV show called Unforgotten. I don't know if mm. you've seen that. It's a British one. It was on ITV, I think, but it's on it's on Amazon Prime or something. I don't I know. Seen it. I ain't seen it. <laughs> It's it's a great one, right? It starts with they basically find a, a body is dug up, like the, the in one of the seasons, a body's dug up um, when they're doing some work on the on the motorway. Uh, there's another one where a body is found in the basement of a house that's getting done up and stuff like that. So the bodies are always like it's like a ten year old crime or something. Oh. That then it's like the repercussions of the body being found. Four seasons we did right in like. 10 days <laughs> do you know what I mean or 10 evenings we just sort of blitzed it My as a sort of God. antidote to not being able to watch Line of Duty all the time and it was dead good dead yeah. good until <laughs> right last the very last episode and I check IMDB and it says there's a fifth season coming mm. but something happens I, I don't want to spoiler it now for you it's a brilliant show until the last episode, it's like they just had a. They went to the if they could. They went to the pub and had a meeting. Say, should we just do something really shocking? And they all went, ah, yeah. And they all changed the scripts, and everyone agreed. And they went and did this thing that, to me, just totally screwed up the whole show. Oh, that it's no. totally screwed. Yeah, and and but I don't want to put you off watching it because it is a great drama. Do you remember watching Lost? <laughs> I know we always talk about Lost. I've right? got a do Lost mem- connection in my notes for today, but yes, Ravian. I remember well, Lost from last week. Do you remember <laughs> watching the first season of Lost was yeah. chuffing brilliant? Yeah. And then it was like a, it were like it were like you'd been strapped to a chair and they were pulling your fingernails out and chopping your hands off and and you know just chopping bits off you because and it got yeah. worse and worse and it was just awful by the end in my opinion. That's but, a bit like. Um, a, there was a season just at the same time as Lost that was about some kind of apocalypse thing and it got cancelled halfway through season two so they had to change oh. all the writing and it just killed it completely but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, so that's no. a rubbish story. Go on, you carry no, on. It's just, you know, but I'm just saying, in Lost they drew it out over multiple seasons. Yeah. In, in this Unforgotten, they do it in the in the sort of last last hour or last 40 minutes of, a, of an episode where yeah. they totally... They undo, basically the kind of goodwill we were we were mortified i wanted to kick my telly in i want you to watch it though i want you to watch it and listener i want i'd, I'd love you to watch it because it's worth the investment of the time yeah. unlike lost it was it was worth it and is, it was is, it was kind of gripping it was really gripping actually is, isn't that a summary of game of thrones as well like seven six or seven seasons of awesomeness and then the last season like season two for example it would take five episodes to get from one city to another and and the journey would be the five episodes so yeah, and then in the last season it was like right I need to go over there and then you'd click your fingers and they'd be there and then it's like I need to wait a year click yeah. your fingers a year's gone by <laughs> like what's going I, on <laughs> I think I had so much goodwill towards <clears throat> Game of Thrones I, I didn't even notice that but I think you are right yeah. I, there's, there's, there's actually I had a lot of goodwill towards it there's moment, there's bits in it though I, I, I think what we said was we might return to it um, mm. in the future and just watch it all uh, again knowing knowing kind of where it's going to end yeah. um, but there's bits that I, I just I'm thinking I don't really want to watch all that again I can't even remember some of the character names but that, that young lass who go who turns into a ninja I, I, I kind of don't want to I don't want to see all those episodes where she's in that place full of faces I can't um, be arsed yeah, with all yeah, that again yeah. but uh, there was other bits like anything with a white walker in it is absolutely it's pretty great yeah yeah so uh, uh, thinking back to the fact that I, I pretty much destroyed the missing episode now 
Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple of advantages to that because I was I, yeah. I had to listen to it back several times whilst trying desperately to edit it and ultimately completely failing. Um, yeah. We have a segment called um, "Great Performances in Crap Films," right? Yeah. And I'm gonna just pause for the jingle. Great performances in crap films. There you go. That's for my. I love that jingle. <laughs> that is that is one of your best. And I don't know if you remember, but the person I put forward for that was Richard Krenner for for Rambo. Yeah. And Richard Krenner plays. Um, is it Trotman? I can't remember the character's name. It's like the the, the colonel. Yeah, is is John Rambo's boss basically from Nick. yeah, and I was saying in this missing episode that is now legendary to Steven Spielberg that um, yeah. I thought you know he was brilliant alongside a, a very awkward Sylvester Stallone just just constantly kind of slurring his words about murdering everything. Um, mm. Sylvester was there as you know he he yeah, he was slide. quite defensive. Um, we got into a little bit of a of a fight, but I came out on top, which is to be expected, yes. given his age. Um, but I went. I, I said I'd put a clip in there for that, right? So I went out and I got a clip of Richard Krenner in in Rambo, and you, you didn't you didn't challenge me on it at the time, I guess, because Richard was there with Stephen and yes, yeah. Syl- Sylvester, as he likes to be called. Um, but it was it was shit. <laughs> it was it was not a great performance in a crap film at all. It was a crap performance right. in a crap film. I got it dead wrong. A man who's been trained to ignore pain, ignore weather, to live off the land, to eat things that to make a bully goat puke. So um, uh, it's. It, is there anything you're doing right at the moment, mate? No. Well, what made it worse? I think I think what exposed how shit he was was that he was playing up against Brian Dennehy, who oh, is the person who should have taken that yeah. crown because you my are. God, he's just amazing in that film. Mm. Richard Krenner, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Brian Dennehy? He's just great, isn't he? Yeah. So so I'm. Taking back the award from Richard Krenner. Out of his hands. And I'm handing it to Brian Dennehy, who sadly is dead, but I will yeah. place it on his grave and he'll be very well, pleased to receive it, I'm sure. So why are you pushing me? I haven't done anything to you. First of all, you don't ask the questions around here. I do. You understand? Secondly, we don't want guys like you in this town. Drifters. First thing you know, we got a whole bunch of guys like you in this town. That's why. Besides, you wouldn't like it here. This is it's a quiet little town. In fact, you might say it's boring. That's really good of you. And, and I think the example I gave was Franco Nero, mm-hmm. who was the villain, you may recall, in Die Hard 2. He was also the star of many, many, many... Um, spaghetti westerns he plays the quint-esque character uh, in the film killer mermaids (laughs) he rocks up and he tells he tells some story about the mermaids they come for you they will take you they will consume you. Yeah, he does that role, which is <laughs> pretty mint. And to be honest, is a high point in a bit of a slight, a slightly crap film, which is worth obviously worth watching. Well, are you ready for? I've got I've got something now that's going to link almost everything we've talked about in yes. one fell swoop. Go. Are you excited about this? I am. Right. So Brian Dennehy. Um. When I was looking at him prior to this, he died last year, and I knew that. But he was, I think he was 84 or something when he died. And it got me thinking, I thought, God, he must have been quite quite old-ish when he did Rambo then. Right, and this took me down a little wormhole. So, Brian Dennehy um, was in his 40s when he did Rambo. Right, and that was his first film. I think yeah. one of his one of his very first films. 
certainly the yeah. one that made him famous and I'm about to turn 40 right yeah so I thought is it too late for me no no and I found some actors mm. who are good examples of it not being too late for them are you ready Brendan Gleeson Brendan yeah I haven't got him on here but go on tell me about Brendan Gleeson how old was well, he well I think he, he was a te- he, he was a school teacher and I think I may be wrong and if someone wants to check they can but I think he, he did no a lot check. of am- amateur dramatics <laughs> and stuff like that and he basically put himself forward for something got it yeah. and then suddenly he was cast in a, a John Borman film nice. called The General and so, this, it, it was, so he's my inspiration now yeah yeah Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson is an interesting one because every time this conversation comes up on Tinterweb everyone says mm. Samuel L. Jackson Samuel L. Jackson was in films in his 20s they were just tiny yeah. tiny little roles um, yeah. he was in Coming to America in 1988 right. uh, for about three seconds and mm-hmm. he was 40 in that film really? yeah <laughs> oh, I didn't know that I, I really didn't know that wow so he's 72 Samuel L. Jackson right. I wouldn't think it's a wow. no um, he's I mean yeah he's one of those sorry sorry Eddie he's one of those jobbing actors because some of these mm-hmm. actors they just job they, they're on the job for years and then yeah. suddenly they, they, they hit it don't they like obviously Samuel L. Jackson did well let me tell you another uh, put, just like Samuel L. Jackson Morgan Freeman oh yeah well when, I remember him in a film called Wolfen from yeah. 1981 I think yeah so Got famous, I would argue, with Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. He was 52 then. Wow, you've got loads of time. Guess how old Guess how old he is now. <laughs> I need to do my... Can I borrow your fingers? He's 109, and he's God. He's the voice of God. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is good. So that's wow. not bad, is it? Um, Jeremy else? Renner, 38, when he did The Hurt Locker. Was he 38? Yeah. Wow. No, that Ryan is inspirational. Cranston, 44, when he started Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, right. When was yeah. that? When's Malcolm in the Middle? I, didn't, uh, I don't know much 90s, about that. Early 90s, that. Oh, right. Gosh. Uh, and here's my link to Lost. Uh, Michael Emerson, who plays Benjamin Linus. Oh, he's my favourite character. He was 46 when he got that role. Right, he's my favourite. I think that was one of his first TV roles. Yeah, does he pop up in a lot of telly? I I really like. He's got one of those. Prior to that, but he's. I think he had a big break. His big break was just before Lost, playing a serial killer on something else. Um, I I, I do know that if you, I mean, listeners, regular listeners will remember me chronicling the viewing of the X Files. When you watch the X Files, there's a heck of a lot of unknowns. Jack Black is in an episode. Yeah. Uh, There's, um, I'm sorry, I've forgotten his name. The young lad in Breaking Bad. He's in an episode playing exactly the same character. Um, There's 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 (laughs) loads of people who crop up um, before they've made it big. but yeah it gives you hope my last, my last one links you back to Die Hard because you mentioned Die Hard too earlier Alan Rickman was 42 when he did Die Hard and that was his first film yeah he was on Broadway wasn't he he, he was an no, actor don't so diminish you can, no you're not allowed to diminish this you're fantasy gonna have by to telling get... me that they'd done 30 years in theatre and <laughs> high profile TV shows before these films that's no. not the point the point is you're supposed to say Ed don't worry about turning 40 mate you're going to be a Hollywood superstar in no time. Ed, don't worry about <laughs> turning 40. You're going to be a Hollywood superstar uh, before you know it or something. Thanks. That was, that was so... Uh, I'm convinced. You're going to be in Killer Mermaids too. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've done no acting and I have no plans to audition for anything ever. I'm going to get that phone call. I'm quite sure that some of the actors in Killer Mermaids haven't been any, in any done any acting either. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, funny when I was speaking to Stephen in the last podcast, um, yes. he was quite keen to offer me a, a main role in Indiana yeah. Jones Seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wish. I, I re- Do you know this morning when I got up because I won't work it today. 
I, 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 I took young no Tommy young and he was getting ready to for school mm. um, and um, I put I thought I'm going to Hoover up and I, I thought I'm getting the so I got the Hoover out and I thought I'm going to put a record on so I put the soundtrack to uh, to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom on and I Hoovered up to Indiana Jones and can I tell you what an incredible motivating thing that was. <laughs> It was brilliant. I'm going around the room. Da, 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 and hoovering up and proper loving it. I was, it was just brilliant. Anything goes. Honestly, chuffing and brilliant. If you want picking up, side one, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm down with that. Let's do that. <laughs> it'd, make, it'd make a nice change to all the depressing shit I listen to in the car. <laughs> I'd, I'd drop my kids off at school every morning. By the time we get to the, jer- the end of the journey, they're just like, God, I can't wait to get to school and get away from you. And you <laughs> they just don't like Radiohead. They just don't like Radiohead. That's all. Or that what other one that you, you like, Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright. I'll just put, right, kids. We're going to get really motivated now. Listening to some Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> Which playlist do you want today? Do you want kill yourself piano or kill yourself acoustic? <laughs> <laughs> right. I what think it's you... time for the jingle. Should we just put that jingle on? Yeah. Put the jingle on now. Right. Slightly quiet crap films. Ah. Oh. Oh, that's brilliant, that what jingle. It, yeah, it's, it, it, it makes me shoot up slightly. It does. I think we should do an electronic music version one day. I think you should. You know, we had we had uh, Skrillex in, didn't we, in the last podcast. He could, he was happy to do a remix for us. Um, I've a, I could play him a bagpipe. Just uh, a sec. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a soundtrack to Witness with Harrison I, Ford. I can't believe you pulled your pants down and did that out of your ass. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> now that's talent. You're telling me I've got a future in Hollywood. This is why we've we're got not this... allowed to live stream these on camera. <laughs> I know. We've got these two young books from the north of England. They're going to be the next big thing. One of them can play a tune with his butt cheeks. Nice. Who can't? You know, on a <laughs> Sunday can't? morning. Crack on. <laughs> oh, shit, we're supposed to be talking about films. Get over it. Yeah, come on. Right, okay, so um, I think it's a good time to mention that I've started, I should say we've started, but let's be honest, I've started uh, a slightly quite crap film club. Yeah. So the idea behind this is that every other Tuesday, just so that I can say see you next Tuesday each one. Yeah. Um, I'm posing three choices of yeah. slightly quite crap films. And fans of the show slash Twitter account slash people who are slightly bored get to yeah. vote on the film that they would like to watch with me. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it at 8pm and they watch it at the same time. We all just kind of press play at the same time. Yeah. And then I'll just chat about it through twitter and people chip in and yeah. stuff so um it was the first one and we had we had a whole bunch of people some new people as well people that i didn't Brill. know um people Brill. that i think probably know you rather than me but that's fine okay um and the choices that we that i posted were um split second oh i love split second which martin Moon, i think has watched anyway because it, it yeah. didn't win but it was just like I've seen. I post the adverts for them as well to help people make an important oh, right. yeah. decision. And I haven't seen Split Second, but the advert itself was just mint. It was it's great, the fun. funniest it, thing. It really um, is. It's, it's, it's our like, podcast. There's, there's only one thing we know about this killer, and that's that he's not a vegetarian or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just the ultimate, slightly quite crap film. It really is. Crack on. What else did you put uh, on? Red Heat. All oh, right. The, yeah. Arnold um, Schwarzenegger and um, James is it James Belushi or Jim Belushi one of the Belushi Jim Jim, Jim isn't it um, 
and Police Academy, which is... <laughs> <laughs> which is a, I mean everyone um, knows what Police Academy is but I, I can never remember which one's which because there's so no. many many of them they were on TV all the time in the 90s um, and I just wanted to revisit one and I thought I'd put a comedy in there because I'm not sure it's a bit hard to gauge that first one like, I can't mm. just put all horrors I can't just put all no. things so I mixed it up it, almost unanimously people went for Police Academy I, I'm probably thinking because that's the one everyone knew like it's, it's a popular film right um, yeah but I was dead excited about it anyway because I just couldn't remember any of it um, and it was so funny it was so so funny <laughs> and yet so crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah and it was lovely to revisit those characters I genuinely haven't even gone near a police academy film for must be 20 years minimum yeah um, and there was some. I got. I got my wires crossed with the film because there's some characters in there who, like the police chief, is basically Leslie Nielsen, but it's not Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, what's his name? An old guy, George. Um, yeah, it is George some George, George Gaines. George Gaines. Thank you. Yeah, he's a bit um, Leslie Nielsen, definitely. Well, and I was reading the trivia about the film. Leslie Nielsen was originally intended to play uh, that part. Um, right. And he's he's in Airplane, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's okay. Not, not Leslie, Who, Leslie The other one, George. Oh, right, is it? I think he's right. the pilot or something in Airplane. Oh, right. I, I, I don't to. know. Um, well, yeah. So there's, they obviously, they've worked together. He's basically Leslie Nielsen, but he steals every scene. He's so yeah. funny in it. And the scene that I forgot, I was sure this scene was in Naked Gun, but it's a police academy, is the It's just the best. God, I'm laughing just thinking about it. It's the scene where he's at the lectern talking. Oh, yeah. That's the bit I remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a brilliant bit, in it? It's just so She's funny. hiding in the lectern thinking it's somebody yeah. else and she gives him a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously you don't see it. It's not that graphic a film. No. But his, no. face, his comical face comes <laughs> while he's talking. Just, you cannot help but piss yourself laughing. And then no. the icing on the cake is he obviously doesn't know who's in there doing it. And as, as everyone's left, he walks away and he just kind of looks back over his shoulder. And there's two people in there. And, and the other one is uh, Police <laughs> Chief Mahoney or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, he puts his head out first. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the funniest moment. You've made me want to go and watch it of all time. You've made me want to go and watch it again because <laughs> uh, I, I I couldn't get to the thing the the, the night. But um, did people join in on the tweets then? Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. brilliant! And it was lovely. And I mean, there's so many funny. Mo- it's it's such a quintessential eighties. Yeah. comedy like you've got the, the, the some slightly awkward moments and some really awkward moments so the slightly awkward yeah. moments are things like um, they, they, they get tricked to go into a gay bar and every yeah. 80s comedy ever has a gay bar scene and mm. every gay bar in the 80s is a scene written by a straight white man yeah. so it's it's people in like leather chaps <laughs> like yeah. great big mustaches and leather caps and stuff um, yeah. and I was just like oh god really um, but then there's there's a couple of really horrible moments that I don't want to go into too much detail about where the, the, there's there's like I think there's two racist jokes in it and you're just like no that's no, so god. bad um, yeah. oh god yeah, they're just like you're just going. Oh, that's spoiling it for me now. With the lens yeah, of, the, it's interesting to watch these films, isn't it? It's a bit of a yeah, you know, from that time, it's a bit of a time capsule, really. Yeah, yeah, of, of attitudes um, and stuff. But God, I forgot about some of those characters, and they are just really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to watch more of it. I know that they get progressively worse. Um, I think, I think, Ed, the second one, I, I remember, obviously, as a kid, uh, every, you, you try, well, when Police Academy came out, with, uh, was it 1984 or something no, like yeah, that? Yeah, it was pretty, yeah. I want 15, so I, I watched that at my mates on video, and then we managed to get into the, the cinema Mm. to see Police Academy 2 and I think I went to see that about three times yeah. and I, I I thought it was brilliant is that and the one where the guy remember. screams the doors down I've got no I can't remember I don't think I've seen it since you know I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it but I, I can't remember it at all I know, I know that they bring you, in various new police recruits in each 
iteration. Yeah. And the only one that I distinctly remember is the guy who's got the weird voice that can shout a door down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember Hightower. Is it, who's Hightower? Hightower's and, in the and first another- one, yeah. Yeah, and that little lady who squeaks a lot. Yeah, she's in the first one, she's barely in the... She died last year, didn't she? Or this year, maybe. Oh, did she? Oh, Mm. right, I I met her at... Oh, yeah, I I recall that. I met her when I worked at the cinema in Bury. really? When they opened the Warner Brothers cinema. It was the first multiplex cinema in in, in the north of England. Yeah. And they opened it up, and I was one of the ushers. Well, I, 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 I dropped on, really. I got front of house. My mate Craig, who was a regular listener, he got front of house slash toilets. <laughs> I think me and him, we used to go sneak, sneak, and try and bunk off and that. You know, there was an Asda across the way. We'd go there and stuff. It was great. Happy days. Anyway, but we so met the, her. So the, oh, sorry, go on, Karen. No, no, that's it. We met her. Oh, you that's met her. the end of the story. That's, that's the anecdote. I met her. Yeah. All right. Police Academy 12 was out or something. So, yeah, quite. <laughs> um, so the next film club is going to be Tuesday. And we'll get this episode out in time. So it'll be the Tuesday. This is, that Tuesday the 20, is that the 20th of April? Uh, oh, don't. Yeah. We can't say dates. Otherwise. Well, it's going to be the 20th. Well, that, that puts pressure on me. Oh, I just dropped something. That yeah. puts pressure on me to actually get the episode out. So we'll, we'll, right. we'll get on that. Well, that and and is there any idea or inclination, or we've got to wait and see in terms of what films there are? What, what that you're three offering? films? Well, I'm, I think I'm going to make them crapper. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Police Academy's it's a bit crap, but it's not quite as crap as I want to go. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. I think if. Um, and they've got to be streamable, haven't they? I suppose. We've yeah, got to rely I, want to, on... I don't want people paying, so it'll be Prime. I mean, you have to have a subscription, so it'll be Prime yeah. or Netflix, almost. Certainly. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, that's all right. That sounds brilliant. It's a new thing we're doing, isn't it, Ed? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a new innovation for the podcast. Well, it, it makes sense to share and share alike. Yeah. My name is Christopher Lee. You might know me from films like Scary Films and that. And I'm really happy to support the Slightly Crap Film Podcast. It's brilliant. Um, so I'll just crack on with my last movie that I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. over to you for, for Mermaids from Hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to talk about some fish films I've watched. But it won't take uh, me indeed. long. You crack on. So, I've, this is me and my son again watching these films on a, on a Wednesday night. We've watched most of the new monster saga of Kongs and Godzillas. Yeah. Um, so we watched Skull Island a while back, which is just the greatest. Yeah, I, I love I that film. I have a bad word against that film. It's just beautiful. It is. Um, we watched... We, 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 we watched Godzilla King of Monsters which is the real stinker which I'll get onto in a second mm. um, and then a couple of days ago we watched uh, Godzilla vs Kong which is the latest one which which is out on streaming but you have to pay for it because it's like s- simultaneous cinema yeah. release and so on um, Godzilla vs Kong is brilliant oh is it's, it oh it's so good um, it's it's everything you want out of that kind of movie it's, it's a bit silly it's a bit stupid um but it's also edge of your seat popcorn movie. Great. The, the 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 scenes with the monsters in are just incredible. Yeah. And the plot just it, I mean you're not expecting the plot to be brilliant, but it holds together and and that'll do, right? Mm. So Yeah. Mint. If if you can and if you can afford it, it's about 15 quid I think to rent from Prime or Apple TV or something. Just excellent film. Um the one I want to talk about is Godzilla King of Monsters, which is not an excellent <laughs> film. Right? So right. this one sits right in the middle of, of these films. We had Kong, then you have... Um, I think then Godzilla came out, then Skull Island, Kong, mm. then Godzilla King of Monsters, and now Godzilla vs. Kong. And that's that's the, the set. Mm. Um, King of Monsters is an... Ab- is it, It's like Attack of the Clones. It's just there to exist right. for the next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... It's so badly constructed. It's just painful to sit through because the plot makes no sense. Um, they're just jumping around from country to country in a heartbeat, like the last season of Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, and th- there are some redeeming qualities. When when Godzilla's in the picture, like mm. literally on screen, 
Beautiful. You could watch it on mute all day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but the scenes with like Millie Bobby Brown, the, um, the yeah, the, the main name for the movie. Um, She's got she's got a work cut out for her. She, her mother in this film is 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 simultaneously for one half of the film trying to murder pretty much the whole population by releasing all these monsters from the yeah. underworld or whatever, um, and then feel, feels a moment of kind of redemption halfway through and decides that actually that was a bad idea and and tries to help stop yeah. the mess that she started in the first place. And I just kind of felt, as I'm sure many people did, that if you've literally instigated the destruction of most of mankind it's a it's very forgiving to just go oh you've seen the error of your ways let's let's try and fix this now even though loads of people are dead yeah. um, but that's the emotional journey that's given to um Millie Concarney Brown <laughs> who, who basically literally within the space of five minutes has to be going oh I hate you I disown you, you you're an awful person followed by um, oh, oh I miss you don't die let's let's try and fix everything and he's just like oh come on this is just yeah, it's just I- a mess it's just a mess Wayne get away from me look I know things haven't gone exactly according to plan but I can of fix this it's a plan you said that you were going to be careful that you'd release the one at the time that you would restore balance. They were going to take over Monarch and kill the Titans. I didn't have a choice. Bullshit. I've got to say, Ed, I, I, I've, I've watched this recently and I can't remember the story. I remember <laughs> um, little Millie from the um, from the Stranger Things show. Um, yeah. She's she's a really good actress and, and she's, yeah. she's great, you know, um, and I, I, but I can't remember the plot. What what I think because because this this film has its genesis. If we go back to the original Godzilla movies, in one called "Destroy All Monsters," which is a brilliant title for a film. "Destroy All Monsters!" exclamation mark. And 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 that I'm sorry, that's really just hearing the title. Yeah, that's really <laughs> what you want, isn't it? You want Mothra and all this lot turning up and then getting you want a massive fight not this mm. soap opera going on around the edge but I, I i can't even remember much about it like you say the spectacle outweighs any substance yeah um and there's just this ridiculous the most ridiculous scene that sticks in my head is is millie vanilli brown just kind of confronting her mother and saying like you told me you were going to release the monsters one by one like as if that's an okay thing and yeah. now you're releasing them all together as if that's much worse. And you're yeah. just like, this is this is your turning point in the movie. I'm just, I'm, what? Yeah. Fast forward, get the damn monsters on screen, press mute, put some rock music on. <laughs> you got yourself a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, so that one gets, um, oh, what does it get? Let's say it gets three monkey fists out of 700. Yeah. Oh, out of 700. <laughs> wow. Gosh. That's not good. Well, let's move on. Go on. Let's, let's talk about mermaids from... from well, I don't really want to say it. I, I, to be honest, I, I, I really uh, recommend... If, if, if you're a new listener and you're thinking, well, what films are these lads talking about? Well, Ed's just talked eloquently about one of them. That's a big budget... <laughs> multi-million dollar movie and then at the other end of the scale which is where a lot of interesting stuff can happen uh, is where the the crap stuff is but it's when we say crap we don't mean it in a kind of snarky way it's actually you know the as our as our podcasting favourite Simon Brew on his Film Stories podcast will say, they've made more films than us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to yeah, paraphrase yeah, And Killer Mermaids is just a, a, an eighty minute. Um, intriguing movie and I've been switched on to quite a few of these um, low budget films that are popping up on like Netflix and on Prime you have to scroll through till you find them but I've been switched on to them because of um, I've got a book called Video Dungeon by Kim Newman who's a famous horror critic and writer Um, I think he's Anno Dracula on Twitter and he, he's basically got all his brilliant empire reviews of, of B-movies, crap movies, based, basically what we talk about. 
and he's put them all into a book because Empire mm. Film Magazine kept making his column smaller and smaller. That's why one of the reasons I stopped buying the magazine because I realised it wasn't for me anymore. I think I've said that before. And he, he's done this A to Z, and it's just a and, and Killer Mermaids is in there, and he basically says it's worth a watch because it's got a Killer Mermaid in it. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the, <laughs> so that's why it's worth watching, and he's not wrong. And you've also got Franco Nero, as I mentioned earlier, who is just yeah. such a class actor, and he's just a brilliant... I mean, he's very old now, but he's got such a brilliant profile, a brilliant face, and he just he takes it incredibly seriously, which is what you want in such a film. Yeah. In ridiculous you movies... You play it like that, don't you? Yeah. I think you've got to work... I think it's really hard to do horror comedy, and mm. uh, I think you're best off playing it straight... And he plays it really straight. And I know we're running out of time, but just one that I've watched uh, that I did want to give a bit of time to on a similar theme to Killer Mermaids (laughs) is a film called Beneath, which on the Internet Movie Database had loads of those reviews where people say, you have to give it a score, so I've got to give it one. (laughs) But if I could, I'd give it nothing. In fact, I'd give it minus 100 you know there's loads of reviews like that and I'm thinking do I want to invest my time in this because actually actually no Liam in Denver says he'll never get his 80 minutes back so do I listen to Liam in Denver or do I just watch it myself so I put it on because it's in the Kim Newman video dungeon book right and he mentions it he says it's worth a watch because of the filmmaker and the filmmaker is someone I've mentioned before he's called Larry Fessenden and he's um, he's a proper auteur um, movie maker and he's in a load of low budget stuff and he makes low budget stuff as well he did a fa- I think for me one of his my favourites that he's done is a film called The Last Winter which is on mm. um, Netflix uh, I think and, and or Prime um, which is just great ecological horror stuff he does and he's done this film Beneath right it's got 3.4 on Internet Movie Database. It's got a really low Metacritic score. But when you watch it, what you've got is a kind of mashup of Friday the 13th and Jaws. But the thing is, and this is the thing that made it for me, right? The monster in it is like a monster fish, right? But there's no CGI. Oh, no. It's a chuffing model. They've gone, right? They've gone to the local high school. They've got year 10. And said, right, make a monster fish, will you? We want a monster fish. We've got some balloons and some paper mache. We've got some paint, some balloons, and it's got a shift, like there's someone pulling it, right? Honest to God. But I, I, make, I, I sound like I'm being snarky towards it now, when actually the fish is brilliant and it's mm. refreshing, Ed, because it's it's just like yeah, it's a model fish, and it's eating basically some young kid, some some teenagers, <laughs> horny teenagers, are on a boat stuck in the middle of this lake because obviously yeah. it eats the oars, you know. So they're stuck, <laughs> and when they put their hands in, one of the one of the uh, one of the um, one of the characters, this young lass, she's putting her hand in, and she gets her arm like bitten by this awful, oh f- this awful lake monster fish. Right, we've all been there. Which does some proper chomping with its wooden jaw, <laughs> and it, do you know? And the other actors, well, the other characters respond like going, "Oh no!" Right, come on, let's keep trying to get to shore. <laughs> and then they eventually, what they do, they just think, "Oh, chuff it!" What we're going to do is we're going to lob her in because she's dead anyway, and and the monster <laughs> will be distracted by it. So that's what they do, and they lob her in. And it's just great because you want them all to be eaten. So I was absolutely <laughs> rooting for the fish. <laughs> I'm sure they do that in um, Zombievers. There's a scene in that where they just fling the dog in the water. To yeah, it's of that. Monsters. It'd be a great double bill with Zombievers. Although Zombievers is probably operated on a higher intellectual plane. <laughs> However, actually, I'm unfair because I really like the filmmaker, and I think what's happening in the film is actually is subverting a load of tropes, and it's really mm. interesting. And I encourage you to watch this film called Beneath. 
just for the fish, <laughs> but also there's some sort of supernatural element to it as well, which comes out of the blue right at the end. And one of the um, one of the key characters who turns up at the beginning and the end is play is is the main sort of gangster in um, the gangster in a wheelchair in Breaking Bad. That's all I can remember because I've not written his name down. Oh yeah, but yeah, just. Yeah. The one who rings the bell, you know, ding, yeah. ding, yeah. yeah. It's him as an old fella. And he comes up at the end, and uh, honestly, the last scene, he just basically explains the whole plot. <laughs> like they've just written it that lunchtime. Like they said, oh, we've had a right laugh, haven't we, with fish? So basically, the fish don't die or anything, it just carries on swimming round. Uh, I'm giving nothing away. I'm giving nothing away than to, to, to say... The fish is fine at the end. No one even, no one tries to kill it or anything. It just swims around. It's brilliant. So does the screen it. go black and a bit of white writing comes on? And I'm not kidding. I was like, is that it? Is that actually it? Because if that's it, that's brilliant. And then it came up, written, directed, produced by Larry Fessenden. I'm thinking, you man, do not disappoint because you've just given me exactly what I want. And he knows he has as well. He knows. He, as a director, knows he's given me what I want. There That's you it. go. I'm Slightly it. crap I'm and wonderful. It. Is that Prime or Netflix, that one? <sighs> it's Netflix. Awesome. Right, Beneath. it's on my list. Please watch it. It's, it <laughs> please watch it. Yeah. Right, I think we're going to have to call it a yeah. day. Well, great. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we hope to see you or however you want to describe communicating on social media for the next uh, club the the next yeah. film club which is going to be on Tuesday this week and yeah. I'll post the films out probably tomorrow morning for real um, and we'll see what we come up with I'm excited awesome. to see what you're going to choose Ed <laughs> yeah well you can help you can chip in I will do so yeah text me a couple of suggestions and I'll pick some That'd be I great. will do mate Right, thanks very much everyone. Thanks for supporting Cheers, us. Guys. Please please recommend us to our friends and anyone who you think might be interested in our ramblings. Take care. Absolutely. See you soon. See you, bye. bye. The Slightly Crap Film Podcast was brought to you by Ed Southall and me, Howell Roberts. Give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find us at Crap Film Podcast. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a review. Just give us something. See you next time.